Please stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel. Our gospel this morning is from the 17th chapter of Luke. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men with skin diseases approached him. Keeping their distance from him, they raised their voices and said, Jesus, Master, show us mercy. When Jesus saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. As they left, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he had been healed, returned and praised God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus replied, weren't ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? No one returned to praise God except this foreigner? Then Jesus said to him, get up and go. Your faith has healed you. The gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. So this morning we continue our series in Paul's letter to Timothy. And in our series thus far, we have talked about fighting the good fight of the faith. And we've talked about those things that we are to pursue as we go. Things like righteousness and godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. And then we discuss the authority we have been given as believers as ministers of the faith, authority over the natural world and over the supernatural world, authority over the spirits that rule and reign over rulers and kings and kingdoms. And then we talked about the power and authority that we have to be heralds Proclaiming the good news of the gospel. The authority that we have to be apostles. Bringing the news to the unreached souls in our community. And the authority to be teachers. Mandated by Jesus Christ to teach all that he commanded to every tribe, every tongue, and every nation. And we talked about how we have been given the means to accomplish all of this in the power of the Holy Spirit. And through that power, we have been given the Spirit, not of timidity, not of cowardice, but of power and of love and of discipline. So we've covered a lot of ground these past few sermons this past few Sundays. And today I want to talk about that same authority we've been discussing as it exists in the Word of God. And I want to talk about the assurances that we have from Christ, the promises we have been given as ministers of the faith, 
promises that our faith in Him carries with it as we go. And lastly, I want to discuss some words of wisdom as to how we are to represent God as ministers of the faith moving in the world. So listen for the Word of God as it might be revealed to you through 2 Timothy chapter 2. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is sure. If we have died with Him, we will also live with Him. If we endure, we will also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He will also deny us. If we are faithless, He remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words, which does no good but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. You know, there's so much meat in that passage of Scripture for us today, especially in light of all we see going on in the world. And it starts with a very simple premise. Remember Jesus. In our walk of faith, as we fight this good fight, as we act as ministers of faith in the world, we must never lose sight of why we are doing it. And we must never lose sight of for whom we are doing it. See, Paul tells us to remember Jesus Christ as the reason for all of it. Jesus told us that we would suffer hardship and persecution for his sake. And as we travel in this world, as we journey through this life, we find the struggle to be real. And that struggle takes many forms. Most times the struggle is with things that are unseen rather than things that are seen. Because we are doing battle against powers, against principalities, against rulers of darkness as they love to prey on those whose hearts are not full of Jesus already. And they love to offer up distractions and deceptions to keep us believers from advancing in our mission. See, I find the only way that I can get through some days is to pause and remember why I do what I do. Do you feel that sometimes? Is that your experience also? 
Sometimes the struggle is just enduring the pain and suffering of people who come into our experience. See, being a minister of the faith in the world, being a follower of Jesus comes with it the responsibility of getting into the lives of the fallen and the broken. Getting into the lives of those who need healing. Painful, rough, sometimes dirty. The lives of those who are broken. Not too long ago, I was called into the circumstances of a patient at the clinic who requested to speak to the pastor. She was a woman who had brought her son who was ill into the clinic for treatment that day. And when I walked into the exam room where she was with her son, I sat down on the stool next to her and I said, how can I help? And tears streamed down her face at that moment as if the words, how can I help, opened a valve of some kind and her words and her emotions just wrenched at my heart as she explained her circumstances. She said that she and her son were living in their car and that they were on the run from an abusive relationship. Her son was a special needs child with autism. And he had gotten sick a few days ago and she had no money to pay for a clinic visit or for medicine. In fact, they had no money for food or gas or any idea of where they would go if they had either one. And her tears were because she was embarrassed to even be in the clinic. Being seen there knowing that she was without the $15, which was the cost of the visit. She was embarrassed that she couldn't pay for medicine to help her own child. And she was ashamed that she had allowed herself to get in this situation in the first place. See, the circumstances of her life at that moment were so rock bottom that my heart almost couldn't take the empathy and compassion that I felt for her desperate situation. I can only imagine what she was feeling. See, the thing about her situation that affected me so deeply that day was that she was the second patient from whom I had heard a similar story that very morning. There were some minor differences in the details, but... That's because they were unique individuals, totally unrelated. Yet the similarities were more than I could bear. And what made their stories even harder to take that morning was the fact that the day before, there was a single father in the clinic with his daughter who was ill. They weren't homeless yet, but they were about to be because he had lost his job and they were without money. 
so much need and it was only Tuesday. And I knew that if this week was like last week and the one before that, then I would have this same conversation several more times before Friday. And all I could think was, my God, my God, will this struggle ever end? And so, as in all of the days before, I remember Jesus. I remember my Lord and my Savior for whom I suffered. And for whom they suffered. You see, the brokenness in the world we minister to can be over. If we are not firmly grounded in Christ and tuned in to his strength and his authority. When we tune in to him, we can't be imprisoned and chained down by the weight of the afflictions that surround us. Jesus is the word. And Paul tells us that the word of God is not, cannot be chained. You see, through Christ we have promises from God. And His promises are sure. See, Paul records those promises in our scripture passage today. In verse 11, the saying is sure. The saying is certain. The promise is is sure. If we have died with Him, we will also live with Him. And if we endure, we will also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He will also deny us. If we are faithless, He remains faithful, for He cannot deny Himself. What does that mean? To die with Christ is to die to self. To die to self is to live in Him and for Him. As we pursue the faith, we pursue endurance. And if we endure, we have the promise that we will have dominion over those struggles and over everything that causes those struggles in both the natural and the supernatural realm. And Paul reminds us that if we deny Christ, there is a consequence. He will deny us. But he also reminds us that even in those times where we cannot find our faith, even in those times where we slip into doubt and fear and unbelief, Jesus is always faithful because it's his character, it's his nature. It's who he is, and he cannot deny himself. The last thing that Paul reminds us of in this passage is how we are to exercise the authority we have been given as ministers of the faith. He says, remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words which does no good, but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by Him, 
a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. See, we see real-world examples of this every day in the media. Just turn on the TV, turn on the radio. The mudslinging and the word wrangling, the truth bending, the political spin, which only serves to alienate the listener, dilute the message, distract from the real issues. And it's the same way with the gospel message, isn't it? when we manipulate and cherry-pick the Word of God to fit our own agenda, when we proclaim the Gospel in self-righteousness rather than God's righteousness, when we preach the Word and then act the fool, failing to live out in our daily walk the very thing that we preach. See, the most difficult thing for the unbelieving world is to get past those professing Christians who say one thing with their mouth and do the opposite with their actions. And so Paul reminds us that we are to present ourselves worthy as one who is approved by God, a worker, a minister who can stand upright and not be ashamed because of the redeeming power and love of our Savior who has made us righteous. And because of our love for him, made possible in that righteousness, which causes us to respond righteously. Explaining the word of truth, showing the love of God in our actions as well as with our words. This is our walk in faith. This is our faith walk. This is our good fight. We're in the midst of it. Every day. And so Paul is saying here, be encouraged to step out into the world this week with the tools that you have been given in the Word. The Word of God is not chained. The Word of God is freedom so go therefore and spread the word in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen